October 6th, Commemoration of Blessed Marie Rose du Rocher, Virgin. Born on 6 October 1811 at St. Antoine in Quebec, Canada, Eulalie de Rocher was the 10th and youngest child of her family. She was educated in St. Denis in Montreal under the direction of the Sisters of the Congregation of Notre Dame. For 13 years, she assisted her brother, a parish priest, in the parish household and as a parish worker. With the help of the French Oblates, she established the first Canadian parish sodality for young women. In 1843, at the invitation of Bishop Bourget, she founded the Sisters of Holy Names of Jesus and Mary, a new congregation of women dedicated to Christian education. At the time, she took the religious name Marie Rose. Her community flourished in spite of great poverty and misunderstandings. Her concern was always for the poor. Blessed Marie Rose died at the age of 38 on 6 October 1849. She was declared blessed by Pope John Paul II on 23 May 1982. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Let us with joy our voices raise in that heroic woman's praise, whose courage, strength, and holy fame have given her an honored name. O strength of all the strong, God's Son, through whom alone great deeds are done, by your great strength and through her prayer, may we bear witness everywhere. Praise God the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit three in one, who gave this noble woman grace, a life of virtue to embrace. Look on us, Lord, and see how we are despised. And yet you have rejected and spurned and are angry with the one you have anointed. You have broken your covenant with your servant and dishonored his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his walls and reduced his fortresses to ruins. He is despoiled by all who pass by. He has become the taunt of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have made his sword give way. You have not upheld him in battle. You have brought his glory to an end. You have hurled his throne to the ground. You have cut short the years of his youth. You have heaped disgrace upon him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Look on us, Lord, and see how we are despised. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like a fire? Remember, Lord, the shortness of my life and how frail you have made the sons of men. What man can live and never see death? Who can save himself from the grasp of the grave? Where are your mercies of the past, O Lord, which you have sworn in your faithfulness to David? Remember, Lord, how your servant is taunted, how I have to bear all the insults of the peoples. Thus your enemies taunt me, O Lord, mocking your anointed at every step. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, God of mercy and fidelity, you made a new and lasting pact with men and sealed it in the blood of your Son. Forgive the folly of our disloyalty, and make us keep your commandments, so that in your new covenant we may be witnesses and heralds of your faithfulness and love on earth and sharers of your glory in heaven. 
I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God, without beginning or end. You turn men back into dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years, or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exult and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Eternal Father, you give us life despite our guilt, and even add days and years to our lives in order to bring us wisdom. Make us love and obey you, so that the works of our hands may always display what your hands have done, until the day we gaze upon the beauty of your face. Amen. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. In you is the source of life. In your light we see light itself. A reading from the first letter of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. Honor the claims of widows who are real widows, that is, who are alone and bereft. If a widow has any children or grandchildren, let these learn that piety begins at home and that they should fittingly support their parents and grandparents. This is the way God wants it to be. The real widow, left destitute, is the one who has set her hope on God and continues night and day in supplications and prayers. A widow who gives herself up to selfish indulgence, however, leads a life of living death. Make the following rules about widows, so that no one may incur blame. If anyone does not provide for his own relatives and especially for members of his immediate family, he has denied the faith. He is worse than an unbeliever. To be on the church's role of widows, a widow should be not less than 60 years of age. She must have been married only once. Her good character will be attested to by her good deeds. Has she brought up children? Has she been hospitable to strangers? Has she washed the feet of Christian visitors? Has she given help to those in distress? In a word, has she been eager to do every possible good work? Refuse to enroll the younger widows, for when their passions estrange them from Christ, they will want to marry. This will bring them condemnation for breaking their first pledge. Besides, they learn to be ladies of leisure, who go about from house to house, 
becoming not only time wasters, but gossips and busybodies as well, talking about things they ought not. That is why I should like to see the younger ones marry, have children, keep house, and in general give our enemies no occasion to speak ill of us. Already some have turned away to follow Satan. If a woman church member has relatives who are widows, she must assist them. She should not let them become a burden to the church, which ought to be free to give help to the widows who are really in need. Presbyters who do well as leaders deserve to be paid double, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. The scripture says, You shall not put a muzzle on an ox when he is threshing the grain. And also, the worker deserves his wages. Pay no attention to an accusation against a presbyter unless it is supported by two or three witnesses. The ones who do commit sin, however, are to be publicly reprimanded so that the rest may fear to offend. I charge you before God, Christ Jesus, and the chosen angels. Apply these rules without prejudice. Act with complete impartiality. Never lay hands hastily on anyone, or you may be sharing in the misdeeds of others. Keep yourself pure. Stop drinking water only. Take a little wine for the good of your stomach, and because of your frequent illnesses. Some men's sins are flagrant and cry out for judgment now, while other men's sins will appear only later. Similarly, some good deeds stand out clearly as such. Even inconspicuous ones cannot be hidden forever. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, and with one mind and one spirit work together for the faith. Do not look to your own interests, but consider those of others. In your attitude toward one another, be of the same mind as Christ. Do not look to your own interests, but consider those of others. A reading from a sermon on the dress of virgins by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. Now I wish to address the order of virgins. Because their way of life is more exalted, our concern for them must be greater. If we compare the church to a tree, then they are its blossom. Virgins show forth the beauty of God's grace. They are the image of God that reflects the holiness of the Lord. They are the more illustrious members of Christ's flock. They are the glory of Mother Church and manifest her fruitfulness. The more numerous her virgins are, the greater is her joy. To these virgins then I speak and address my exhortation, out of love rather than any sense of authority, and I do this without claiming the right to censure them, for I am among the last and the least and fully aware of my lowliness. I do it rather because the more anxious and concerned I am about them, the more I fear the devil's attack. For it is no idle concern nor vain fear that takes thought of the path of salvation and keeps the Lord's life-giving commandments. They have dedicated themselves to Christ, and, renouncing the pleasures of the flesh, have consecrated themselves body and soul to God in order to finish a task that is destined to win a great prize. They should not strive to adorn themselves or give pleasure to anyone but the Lord, from whom they hope to receive the reward for their chastity. Virgins, persevere in the way of life you have begun. Persevere in what you are to be. For you will receive a glorious prize for your virtue, a most excellent reward for your chastity. You have already begun to be now what we shall all be in the future. You already possess, here in this world, the glory of the resurrection. You pass through this world without the world's infection. If you persevere in chastity and virginity, you are equal to God's angels. 
only keep your profession of virginity strong and inviolate. You began your way of life courageously. Now persevere without faltering. Seek right conduct as your adornment, not jewelry or attractive clothing. Listen to the voice of the Apostle Paul, God's chosen vessel, sent to announce the commands of heaven. Paul said, The first man was made of the dust of the earth, the second is from heaven. Those who are made from earth are like him who was on the earth. Those who are of heaven are like him who is from heaven. As we have borne the image of the man who is of the earth, so let us bear the image of the man who is from heaven. This image is shown forth in virginity, purity, holiness, and truth. The thoughts of the virgin are always upon God. Her desire is to be holy both in body and soul. The God of my heart is my portion forever. Her desire is to be holy both in body and soul. Let us pray. Lord, who enkindled in the heart of Blessed Marie Rose Durocher the flame of ardent charity and a great desire to cooperate in the mission of the Church as a teacher, grant us that same act of love, so that in responding to the needs of the world today, we may lead our brothers and sisters to the blessedness of eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.